2: Hi there hockey fans, I'm Paul Bruno here with AJ Scholz as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts where we'll focus on tonight's slate of 10 NHL games. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you to follow me at Statsman22 and you can follow AJ at AJScholz24. You can also look forward to our weekly hockey podcast show called PuckCast with Statsman and AJ which we record every Tuesday as well. All right, AJ, before we take a look at tonight's schedule, give our uh, listeners a little reminder of a great opportunity that we offer every week.
3: Yeah, throughout the week, if uh, if any of our listeners have questions about their lineups, whether that's season long or daily, uh, and you, you know, just hockey in general, any questions you might have, you can tweet at us. As Paul said, you can reach me at AJScholes24, and you can reach Paul, the Statsman at StatsMan22.
2: All right, and as always, before we get into the program, I want to remind listeners throughout the week that you you got questions about your lineup hockey related and all that sort of thing Remi- remember to tweet us we, we're pretty good at the turnaround time aj aren't we
3: yeah try and do it almost as quick as possible so that uh, people aren't waiting on us to make their their moves
2: exactly and so let's take a look at the t- 10 game slate that we'll be working with uh, when we build our schedules and uh, lineups for tonight's fan play uh, aj we'll begin with the rangers at boston where the bruins are favored at minus 165 they're starting to roll a little bit again and may give the rangers a a tough time certainly the odds makers say they are favored and the over-under is five and a half for that seven o'clock start and uh, Arizona visits Buffalo where the Sabres are a pretty heavy favorite at home they're minus 170 with the over-under five and a half for seven o'clock start there too Florida visits Philadelphia in a game with playoff implications and the Flyers are a minus 115 home favorite the over-under is at five and uh, the longest odds of the night our New Jersey visiting Washington, where the caps are a minus 300. I don't think that we've seen a 300 so far this year, AJ. And the over-unders there is set at five. I think that might be calling on a shutout for Holtby, perhaps. And I, be. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that because I got him in my uh, daily lineup tonight. And, uh, and I got him in my season-long fantasy as well. Uh, Minnesota at Columbus, where Columbus is a minus 130 favorite. And the over-unders at five and a half for that seven o'clock start. And then we've got five more a little bit later in the evening, AJ.
3: Yeah, starting at seven thirty, we've got Nashville at Montreal. Uh, the Habs are minus one thirty in that one. That's a five over under. And then Colorado travel to Ottawa. This is our other, uh, one of our other big one-sided contests. The Senators are minus two sixty-five with a five over under in that one. The Islanders are at Dallas. That's uh, the Stars are the favorite minus one thirty-five. And as always, when the Dallas netminders are in contention, the over unders at six. Yep. Uh, And then for our late games, we got your Maple Leafs uh, heading uh, across the country to L.A. Uh, The Kings are actually minus 150. Maybe Vegas likes some of the moves they made uh, at the trade deadline. And then Vancouver at San Jose. This is the other big one-sider. The Sharks are minus 265 as well. That's a five over under on that one as well.
2: Now, AJ, we remind our listeners we have a new sponsor, a second one in addition to FanDuel that's uh, looking after our sponsorship needs, and that's pristineauction.com. We have a daily auction ending nightly with hundreds of lots over there. There's tons of stuff for the man cave. Always something perfect for the fan of any team. And uh, if you're worried about authenticity, that's an important factor for me. But they guarantee authenticity, and all items come with an authentic- authentication from only the most trusted of sources. And you want to talk about affordability? Most people don't think they can afford some of this stuff when it goes to auction, but it is much more affordable than you think. Uh, I'll spell out the website. It's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-A-U-C-T-I-O-N. That's com And... Uh, uh, you know what, AJ? I started to take a look at the site, and, I, and uh, like I said, they've got stuff from every era uh, of the last 40 years, I would say. 40, 50 years, they got stuff signed. They've got uh, a lot of uh, neat pictures. They got a lot of neat things uh, that that are offered at affordable prices. And, and I, I really mean that when I say it. I mean, I thought I'd blow my brains out to have to buy some of this stuff, but you really, <laughs> really don't have to. And it's quick and easy to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win. So it's not like you're out money if you're, if you're in the bidding process and you get edged out. And lastly, we encourage our listeners to mention our RotoWire DFS podcast in the "How did you hear about us?" section when they register. RotoWire is in part of the drop-down, and it's very important that you do the, do so for our sake, just to see how how good the relationship can be between ourselves and and this particular sponsor. So please have a look and check it out. I'm pretty sure you'll be impressed as I was. Now let's begin to look at the players at each position on the Fanduel board. AJ, as we always do, we'll begin with the centers. Let's take a look at the eight thousand and up crowd. We have T- Sagan and Tavares up here in a in the in the range, and, and I want to know whether you think it's a play or fade in this case.
3: For me, it's a play on Tavares, uh, a fade on Sagan. And only because of the slight difference in price. You know, Sagan could certainly have a good game, but, but I would save a, that extra $300 to spend elsewhere and go with Tavares. You know, as I highlighted, he's playing against Dallas. Uh, that's always a matchup worth taking a look at. He's got four points in his last four games, and that's translating to over 20 uh, fantasy points per night over that stretch. So he's definitely on a hot streak playing a, a, a leaky netminder situation. It, it looks like it'll be Kerry Letton in. Uh, tonight so um, you know definitely one to capitalize on so uh, for my money I save the 300 bucks and go with Tavares
2: you know what I echo that in fact they may be going head to head and you know that who's the softer player of these two guys and so I wonder if Tavares takes advantage of that matchup and uh and uh, has some fun with him uh, on the offensive side of the game too. So we'll see how that plays out, but I'm I'm echoing your sentiments for sure. We dropped down into the 7,000s range. Uh, There's still some really good quality there. Obviously, a lot of front liners, and some of them might make more sense than the top two guys. AJ, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I really like Jack Eichel tonight. Uh, We we talk all the time, uh, along with the Dallas being a leaky goaltending situation, Arizona allows uh, 3.21 goals per game. So Eichel at 7,300 should uh, fare well against them. He's averaging 17 and a half points, uh, fantasy points per game over his last five. And that includes 4.4 shots per game. So he's definitely not afraid to put it on net. Um, I think my, my concerns for some of the other guys here, I think Carter is a little too streaky for me. Uh, he's been really, really hot and cold. Uh, so you do have to catch him on a good night. And then I'm not really sure what's going on with the goaltending in L.A., um, but I, I like both guys. It's, it's not clear what who's going to shake out where, but I think that scares me off Austin Matthews a little bit tonight. Um, just because those two net miners are so dominant.
2: Yeah, I would tend to say that uh, maybe Matthews is a bit of a fade tonight. I'm afraid that my Leafs are in a bit of trouble here on the West Coast, in against some tough opposition, and uh, they'll be certainly focusing on the Leafs' uh, hot rookie there. Uh, a guy that I like in this range is Genick Kuznetsov. He's going to play second-line minutes for Washington, and obviously a factor in on the power play, so he'll avoid probably the top checking lines on the, of the opposition of the Devils. But uh, this is a lopsided matchup, as the lines suggest, and who's, net, who's nets off six points in the last five games, has an opportunity to feast on a, on a relatively weaker opponent tonight. Let's take it down to the 6,000 range, AJ, and uh, spit out some names in the 6,000 6,900 range here that you might like.
3: Yeah, for my money, I'm going to go with Ryan Johansson uh, for 6500 Now, I understand he's going potentially going up against Carey Price. Uh, he's the presumed starter tonight, and that's definitely a tough out, but other uh, fantasy owners out there are going to realize that as well, and that might lower his ownership. He's got eight helpers uh, in his last five plus a goal, so he's on a, a pretty significant tear. He's playing top-line minutes there uh, with the, the Predators. So, I actually would use him, especially in a GPP option, because, you you know, you have to imagine that other people are going to see that matchup against Kerry Price and worry about, uh, you know, his production level there. So so, so I think, and actually, I think he'd be fine in a 50-50 or a multiplier as well, just because he has been so consistent lately as well.
2: All right, and I'm going to add the name of Alex Barkov into this mix, Philadelphia is starting to fade a little bit in my opinion while Florida is on the uptick they're finally healthy and Alex Barkov looks to me a good play tonight against an unsettled goaltending situation in Philadelphia I think the, that their game is not so much in order as the as the Panthers and and uh, this screams good matchup play so for $6,900 I'm going to go here if there's a Leaf player uh, that I like uh, at all on the board tonight it might be Nazem Kadri this guy Uh, he gets the tough defensive assignment most nights but his offensive side of the game has picked up he's been a little bit quiet of late so I I think it's time for him to wake up and maybe he's the guy that sparks the Leafs if they have any chance of success in against the Kings tonight Um, let's go let's drop down to the next range AJ we'll start getting into the value country here and uh, look at uh, guys from 5500 up to 5800 dollars
3: Now, I'm going to throw a name out there that some of our listeners might uh, question what I'm talking about here, but Nathan McKinnon at 5,700. Now, I understand he's on a 12-game goalless streak, but his shots on goal in the last three, that's 12 total, so that's four a night there. He does have seven assists during the goalless streak, and what I like about McKinnon tonight is the fact that I think those guys are going to be motivated. I think a lot of talk was about Uh, Colorado breaking up everything they have going on there going into full resale mode and I think the fact that they're not is going to give some confidence to guys like Landis Gogg, Duchesne, and McKinnon that the organization is going to stick with these young guys keep them together and try and build around them so I expect a big game from a lot of these guys tonight Uh, and so I think McKinnon would definitely be a risky but solid option in tonight's uh, matchups.
2: You know what, I love that call, and I've been touting that the fact that these guys shouldn't have been moved, or it shouldn't even been talked about. We'll get into that a little bit later when we break down our general thoughts on the trade deadline as well, so I like that one. Another one that I like in this range is Alex Galchenyuk. You talk about a guy who's carrying a hot stick. He's scored a couple of overtime winners among the three goals that he's got in his last three games for Montreal. This is a team that uh, got a little heavier in the trade deadline, but make no mistake Galchenyuk is still looked at one of the uh, as one of the centerpieces that's going to drive this team it's going to be an emotionally packed game tonight as Galchenyuk's buddy PK Subban comes back to town too so there's going to be a lot of hype around this game and uh, hype is something that the Canadians have dealt with very well all season long this is a hockey hotbed and this team is is rolling along in first place and Galchenyuk's one of the reasons why so for 5,700 bucks all that makes good sense to me. We'll go a little bit lower still now uh, into the fifty-one $5, to $5,400 range. There's still some good big names here, AJ.
3: Yeah, there's a ton of first-line options here. I mean, Brandon Dubitsky, Tyler Bozak, Matt Duchesne, who I mentioned earlier, Henrik Set, uh, Sedin. Uh, but for me, out of all the first-line guys, I like uh, Joe Thornton tonight. Now, he has zero goals in his last five, but he does have three assists. But what I most particularly like about Thornton, besides the $5,300 price tag, is that he's going up against Ryan Miller tonight, who's got a 3.33 goals against average in his last three outings. The D there in Vancouver is still pretty banged up. So you have to imagine that San Jose is going to put pucks on net get shots off, and I think Thornton's uh, goal streak, uh, goal drought rather, ends tonight.
2: Well, and I'm going to look at a team, Minnesota, you, you know, when you think of Minnesota versus Columbus, you don't think of two of hockey's heavyweights, but this is two of the better clubs in the league by far this season, though the, the, the jackets have faded a little bit, and that's what attracts me to Marty Hansel tonight. Uh, look at the lineup of centers that they can roll out there on on Minnesota's side of the ledger, and you see that the Columbus, can't possibly shadow each of these guys with defensive opposition so I think it's an opportunity for Hansel to lead the second line to a big evening for the 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 visiting wild tonight and uh, for $5,100 I'll take a piece of that anytime now we're looking into the tournament play section AJ where there might be some options here that uh, that offer up uh, good value at very low prices Uh, who's your guy
3: yeah for me I really like Brock Nelson uh, facing the the Dallas goaltending tandem Uh, you know he's been uh, a little bit uh, limited in his shots of late not firing the puck as much as I would have hoped uh, if I'm a fantasy owner of his Um, but he does got three helpers in in his last three games so I definitely think he can produce tonight Uh, one other guy I'll mention if you're not worried about the the Montreal matchup if you're going to use, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, Johansson earlier, if you're not as concerned about that, maybe look at Mike Fisher here as well at 4,600. He's been uh, pretty decent, uh, all season long. So that's another option. If you're not as worried, about the Montreal uh, Carey Price situation there.
2: Yeah, I love the call on Johansson there. He's a first-line center, a power play guy. He's going to get a lot of work, and, and his size is something that will, the Canadians may have trouble handling, apart from Shea Weber. If, if he doesn't get that assignment to shadow him, I like the chances for Johansson to have a, a good night there. I'm going to uh, oppose that with Thomas Hurdle, a guy who's found his way back into San Jose's lineup after some ill health. and uh, He's scoring six points in his last eight games and, and producing very well, obviously and putting some shots on goal blocking some shots he's pretty good on the defensive side of the game all that ad- adds up to tremendous value for me at the $4,800 price tag given the mismatch that he faces from the Vancouver Canucks who are visiting the Shark Tank tonight let's switch it over to the wingers then AJ we know we have to pick four of these guys so why don't you take us to the top of the board over here and highlight uh, your thoughts on a couple of the guys at the top end over the 8,000 mark we got Alex Ovechkin and Jamie Ben. Ben has seen his brother depart now in the trade deadline. I wonder if that's going to impact his psyche. First game after the the break here, the trade deadline rather. And uh, tell me, player fade Ovi or Ben in your case, in your opinion?
3: Yeah, for Ovi, I'm going to fade him. Uh, he's been below his season long 15.3 uh, fantasy point average for the last three games, and so I just think the price tag is a little bit high. Uh, certainly, he's capable of scoring, but if you're going to pay up over eight thousand dollars for one of your wingers. They got to be on point and and scoring pretty consistently. So for me, it's a fade on Ovi, but it is a play on Jamie Ben. I'm not real worried about uh, the mental aspect after his brother leaves. His brother was a healthy scratch half the time anyway, so it shouldn't affect him too much. Um, But Ben has 24 points in his last 20 games. That includes 11 of those points scored on the power play. His shooting percentage is 15.5, so he's converting at a pretty significant clip so for me, out of these two guys, it's a play for Jamie Ben. It's a fade for Alexander Ovechkin.
2: I would tend to agree, but I'm, you know, a little skittish about spending this kind of money. So I, I would almost say maybe I'll fade both of them. Uh, if, I, if a gun was put to my head, though, Ben would be my guy. Good match up there for both of these guys. But he has been a little more effective, a little more consistent on the scoring side of the thing. So uh, we go down to lesser options, uh, still first-rate guys, though, in the 7000 range. AJ, you want to highlight a player or two in this group? Yeah, absolutely.
3: I'll actually start off at the bottom of this price range, and that's uh, Cam Atkinson for 7000 Yes, he's facing Devin Dubnik, uh, and I get that's a tough out, but he's averaging 15.4 fantasy points per game over the last five, and you know that includes getting eight in his last outing without scoring a point. He's doing enough in kind of those ancillary stats to really queue uh, up uh, some fantasy points. So I expect him to still be able to produce. Now sliding back up to the top, I do like Brad Marchant as well for 5,900. Again, that's a tough goalie matchup. And so there's always, you know, you have to really pick your spots when you're going up against, you know, it's going to be Henrik Lundqvist most likely tonight for the Rangers. Um, but... He's got three goals, four assists in his last three three games. That's an absolute tear, and he's trying to power his team as they attempt to chase down Montreal for first place in the division. There, so I expect them to continue to roll, uh, and especially marchand I think can get his get his points tonight, even against uh, King Henrik.
2: You know what? One of these guys, uh, one of the guys on this list, when I looked at the daily Fanduel uh, totals, thirty-eight point four. and 42.4. Those look like basketball uh, totals to me. But Philip Forsberg's got 10 goals and three assists in his last five games. I've got to throw him into my lineup tonight, even though it's 7,700 bucks. I know he's facing Carey Price, like you said earlier. But boy, oh boy, these numbers just uh, tell me this guy's carrying a red hot stick, obviously pouring a lot of shots on goal as well, at least three in every game. And he gets a couple of block shots along the way. It's no wonder he's produced such great totals. So I'll take him on uh, as one of my wingers tonight, I'm sure. And I might even make the case for Max Pacioretty on the other side. You know, uh, much was made of, of Subban's departure and, and some bit of a rivalry between these two guys who were vying for the captaincy and uh, obviously went to Pacioretty. And, and I think he has this date circled on his calendar too to make another statement that he was the right guy to lead this club and and he, he was the right guy to keep out of the two guys. And he certainly proved it on the ice all year long. But you got to, believe this guy plays with a lot of emotion and he knows there's gonna be a big reception for the the former defense stalwart there and uh, he's got this date uh, right in mind and and ready to play a big big game I'm sure tonight as well Uh, we'll drop down into the 6,600 to 6,900 there's a lot of guys in the 6,000 so we'll break it up a little bit AJ and uh, why don't you tell me who do you have here
3: yeah, I actually like Jakub uh tonight. Yes, he's on the second line. Um, and so at 6,800, that might be a little bit high for a second line guy, but three goals in his last four games. And that's 11 shots on goal during that stretch as well. And he's averaging uh, three minutes, 41 seconds per game on the power play. So he's getting plenty of ice time. Uh, plenty of opportunities to keep his uh kind of goal streak here going and and i don't think florida you know they just haven't been as dominant as they were last year uh the goaltending seems to have slipped a little bit uh you know i'm certainly not uh going to uh, knocked their their goaltending too much they've got some uh, you know a solid starter there but uh, it has been down a little bit so I think the Flyers are a team that that you can take advantage of tonight
2: well and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Flyers actually in this range I'm gonna pick Wayne Simmons this guy is also a guy who's carrying a bit of a hot stick scoring very regulars early since it was announced he was participate in the all-star game that's when things took off for him uh, looking back at the slate, he's got four goals and 17 shots in his last five games, also with five blocked shots in that range, too. So he's had a couple of those basketball-type performances as well, and that's why I'm putting him in as, a, in as a guy who could do well against a Florida team that's not blessed with a lot of size that can deal with a man this big and this talented near their goal area. So I like Simmons there. Let's take it into the bottom half of the 6,000s, AJ, and uh, give me a name that you like in this group.
3: Well, it, I've made no uh, no bones about not being a fan of the, the netminders down in Philadelphia. I actually like the guy they have in the AHL best. I think he's the future for them. So to that end, uh, while I do think they could score some, I expect Florida to be able to score as well. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau has cooled off a little bit since coming back. Uh, he's on a five-game goal drought, but he's got uh, a helper in, in three of those contests. He's 6,500 tonight. And he's actually been averaging over two extra minutes per game uh, over the, the last five. That, so that's 20 uh, minutes, uh, 50 seconds over those last five. So that's significantly above his season average. Uh, so a top line guy at 6,500, I think, is the steal against somewhat questionable net minding. And then the other guy, like in this price range, is actually Mike Hoffman. Uh, this is kind of your standard against Colorado pick that we kind of tout every game or every uh, show uh, one goal, three assists in his last six games while p- throwing uh, 25 shots on net. So that's a pretty significant clip there. And Colorado are allowing 3.31 goals per game. Uh, so they're giving up, you know, giving up a lot of goals. And I expect Hoffman to, to be on the score sheet.
2: Yeah, I'll add Mark Stone to that list. Uh, second line projection is his start tonight against Colorado 6200 bucks. This is a big physical player who's got some offensive skills averaging over 12 fan duel points per game. I love him in this matchup too. And another guy that I like is kind of blown hot and cold for the Sabers this year is Kyle Pozo. He's been a really streaky player AJ, but he's still their top point getter and goal scorer uh, on the season and uh, against Arizona I love him in this matchup. that's a team that uh, doesn't have the physicality to deal with this guy in front of their goal as well. So you can see the kind of players that i'm profiling and looking for them in the matchups tonight i think he makes it into my eventual lineup as well we will drop down now into the five thousand range we we will take it again in two halves aj 5600 to 5900 offers some tasty options at this price level
3: yeah i'm gonna pick both guys at at the top end of the price range but but i think they're on a roll and and almost too good to pass up patrick marlowe for 5900 he's got two goals and assists in in three games which has him averaging 15.4 fantasy points, uh, a solid second line option here. We, I talked earlier about the concerns with Vancouver's goaltending, so taking you know any Sharks tonight might not be a bad idea. And then I also like Tanner Pearson, 5,900. Uh, he's got three multi-point games in his last nine, and I think he's going to be a huge part of the Kings postseason uh, run here. They're clearly uh, not ruling themselves out. I think they're. I would consider them buyers here at the deadline. So I think the team's going to be motivated because of that. They're definitely on the fence of, of which way they could go. And they're going to do everything they can to get in the playoffs and win. And, and Pearson's going to be key to that.
2: AJ, there's an in- interesting trivia question that I could ask you. It's The answer is right there on the uh, FanDuel website. If I asked you who leads the entire league in power play points for 60 minutes with 8.69, I bet you wouldn't say it's Willie Nylander of the Leafs, but it in fact is. No way. It is. And and that's why I like him tonight, because I think this could be a physical game where teams do get the power play uh, opportunity. The Leafs boast the league's best extra man unit. And certainly that's where Nylander has formed a really good working relationship with a fellow rookie star, Austin Matthews. So I look for that tandem to have, if they have chances, a lot of them could come on the power play. And Willie Nylander has been. Pretty warm, uh, pretty hot player in the last few weeks, and uh, one of the top rookies in the league all year long, and not afraid of the physicality uh, that might be offered by the opponent. So he might be a good play at fifty-eight hundred bucks. Uh, we go into the bottom half, AJ, of this five thousand group, and uh, there's a couple of guys that are injured. We should note Chris Kreider has a is day-to-day with a lower body. Jason Palmer will possibly out with an illness in the mid-range of the five thousand. So please fade them, and uh, let's take a look at the guys in the bottom end here, AJ.
3: Yeah, I I will admit, Paul, I struggled to pick somebody here. I I wasn't in love with any of the options here, Um, but if I had to choose one, I'm going to pick David Backus for 5,300. He's projected to be playing on that top line alongside Marchant and Bergeron. He's averaging a point per game in his last four, um, but his shots on goal have definitely been limited. So, that that does concern me a little bit. The fact that they're facing the Rangers, which will be a tough game, gives me a little bit of pause on Backus as well. But as I said, he's on that top line. I like Marshon's chances tonight. So if he's sitting there alongside him, he certainly could pick up an assist or get fed, uh, fed one by Marchand to to get a goal. So I, I do like him, but uh, I did struggle to pick someone in this price range.
2: Well, I, I got to say, maybe I picked the only guy that's worthwhile to me also in this group. I went with Justin Williams of the caps against new jersey this is a guy who is a, a really good two-way player and and pretty good uh, offensive skills for sure paired with kuznetsov on that second unit that should avoid the the devil's top checkers as i said uh, i i like him uh, to boost that average of over 10 fan duel points per game he should have a really good night in this particular matchup which is which is very lopsided as the line suggested let's go value hunting in this range uh, AJ, below the 5,000 mark, are there any guys that uh, jump up and get your attention?
3: Yeah, I got a handful here. Uh, I'll start with Thomas Vanek for 4,900. I I like him down in Florida. I think he's going to be surrounded by a a little bit more talent, um, some guys that will be better at uh, bringing out the best in him. I know he was enjoying his time in Detroit. He he said that in his kind of post-trade interview. Um, But I, I like what he can do with a little bit more talent around him. And I expect big things out of him tonight. And then uh, I do like uh, Marcus Johansson, also the second line for Washington. You highlighted you know, all the reasons why this second line could have a, a good night. I will mention I would only maybe use Johansson in GPP options. He does have some serious inconsistencies. He had 38.9 fantasy points in his last game, but has two zeros in the last five. Um, So I'm definitely not going to use him in a 50 50. But if I think I can catch him on a hot night, which I I believe will be the case against the Devils tonight, he's worth looking at for uh, GPP. And then I'm going to go all the way down to almost the bottom of the barrel here. I actually like Jerome McGinley for thirty six hundred tonight. You know, maybe this is my all traded guys uh, daily lineup, (laughs) but I think he could benefit from some more talent there uh, in L.A., He, you know, the talk all day yesterday was about how he slowed down. He needs some some speedier uh, guys to play with him. And I I think that's going to they're going to build around a line around him in L.A. They know what they're getting uh, trading for him. He's definitely a risk uh, to play. That's why his salary is so low. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him get. Uh, a point or two tonight.
2: Well, and I like, in uh, in one of the better matchups tonight, Minnesota and Columbus, I like Boone Jenner to get a piece of the action at $4,800, slated to be a first-line winger tonight. That's pretty low price for a guy with the, the profile that this guy's had all year long. Rugged winger who won't mind the heavy going, and and this game should be right up his sleeve. So I like that matchup there. And I'll also take a look at a guy like Gabriel Landeskog. The monkey might might be off his back, as you suggested, at five grand. This guy might feel like he's uh, he's free to play his game the rest of the year without all that rumors that must have been circulating around and finally Anders Lee also at the 5,000 range partnered up with Johnny Tavares who we highlighted earlier Lee has been scoring uh, at a a goal every two games all year long that's a 40 goal pace on the season and he's not going to get 40 but he's a good bet to get high 20s uh, at least I do think and and uh, could pad his stats against the the, uh, homestanding stars with that suspect goaltending tonight. And uh, AJ, we're bound to pick two defensemen. And uh, there's one guy who's been the lone ranger at the top of the board whenever he's playing, and that's Brent Burns. He's kind of slowed down a little bit offensively and not among the top two or three goal point scorers in the league, but still far and away the top scoring defenseman, averaging 19.6 FanDuel points per game. That's astonishing totals. Are you playing him or fading him tonight against the visiting Canucks?
3: Uh, It's really hard not to suggest playing him. As you said, the, the Canucks are the opponent tonight, and they're just a good, solid matchup for him. And I, I love what he can do on the ice. But that price tag is just so astronomical. I mean, it's $1,400 ahead of the next closest. And, I mean, most of the pack is under 6000 So you're looking at spending almost you know at least twenty five hundred dollars ahead of what most of the rest of the defenders are um here so i just can't do it tonight i gotta fade him i i do love the matchup if you can find a way to sneak him into your lineup and make some great value choices at other positions it, it might be worth a shot but i think he just costs so much and that it sets you so far back with the rest of your lineup
2: i'm going to be curious to see how much his ownership uh, goes for in uh... In terms of percentage on tournament plays tonight, AJ, that that's going to be something to keep an eye on because uh, you could see if if he's not highly owned, it could be a great tournament play if you can fit him in. Uh, but uh, if he's highly owned, you know, you, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. I think there are other value plays that are, that make more sense and give you a chance to to round out your roster more balanced and and get a chance for some multiple guys with big nights tonight. So let's take a look at some of those possibilities a little bit lower here in this in this group. Let's say. From uh, oh, let's say from fifty six hundred to seventy one hundred. You mentioned Carlson there at seventy one hundred dollars. Let's take it down to the fifty six hundred dollars range and see what names we can come up with.
3: Well, for me, I I actually do like the two other guys that are above that six thousand dollars price tag tonight. Uh, Eric Carlson, as you mentioned, seventy one hundred. Ottawa's playing Colorado. I you know we can only say that so many times. But I feel like you almost have to use him. He's got 11 points in his last nine games, and that includes 29 shots on goal, 24 blocks. So he's cheaper than Burns and almost as productive of late. Um, But if you still don't want to spend that much money, you can still save another 400 off of Carlson's price tag for Roman Yossi at 6,700. He's on a six-game point streak in which he's got two goals and eight assists. That's 24.3 fantasy points per game. So both these guys are on a tear. Uh, and I like either one of them in tonight's matchup, um, but certainly I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, knock you for not wanting to spend as much on, on these two guys.
2: And you know what? I'm going to go with two guys in this range are going to be head-to-head. That's P.K. Subban and Shea Weber, both against their former clubs. You can bet that they both want to do well. So they'll be on their A game. And I expect when you see these guys on their A game, they'll be productive. They'll be la- both of them be launching shots against all-star caliber netminders whom they know very, very well. So I like their chances to be, be very productive and be front and center when watching this game. And you can bet I'll be tuning it in for sure to see uh, these all-stars go against one another in opposing sweaters uh, let's go down to the 5,000 to 5,400 range there's still some first line talent here including one guy that was dealt recently that you want to talk about I'm sure
3: yeah you have to use Shattenkirk tonight in my opinion I mean he's already just by showing up their top line uh, blue line score tonight Uh, he's heads and tails above everybody else on that team. He's going to get the top power play assignment with Alexander Ovechkin already. And I think, uh, you just have to have to use him tonight. I understand he doesn't have any uh, points in his last four games, but that'll definitely end tonight, whether it's on the power play or in some other fashion, there's just too much talent around him now. And he can really, uh, I think, focus on being an offensive-minded defender and not have to worry as much about what's happening in the defensive end of the ice.
2: Well and you can say the same thing about the guy that I like here and that's Rasmus it gets a good matchup against Arizona and their shaky defense and goaltending for the Sabres from the Sabres point of view this guy leads their power play he's been blank the last two games he got five shots on goal last time out anyway but before that he had points in seven of eight games so he is pretty consistent on the scoring and uh, the fact that he's got two blank sheets might get him fired up against a pretty favorable opponent tonight and uh, I like their chances to roll up a big score here that's uh, that's going to be a big factor in my lineup overall, and he's going to be a piece of that action as well. Uh, let's go below this range then, AJ, and go value hunting in the in the defense pairings and uh, see which guys you like back there.
3: Yeah, so my value guy, I'm going to go back to Washington, and that's Matty Niskanen. Uh, and this is very much a matchup-based pick. He did get bumped from that top power of play unit down to the second one uh, with Shattenkirk coming in. And he doesn't have any goals in his last 17, but he does have 14 helpers over the stretch. And half of those have come on the power play. Um, so with the matchup tonight against the Devils, plus, uh, you know, I expect that to be a huge one. And so I think Matty Niskanen can definitely do some damage tonight and a great value at only 4,600.
2: You know, what? while you were talking, I kind of altered my strategy. I got to say, uh, late breaking news, folks, because I, I found two defensemen who are pretty red hot in the last little while and that's uh, Shane Gostisbear of Philadelphia at $4,800 and Dion Phaneuf at $4,600 that's a combined $9,400 that's almost the equivalent of Brett Burns by itself Uh, uh, so I'm saving some big money down there looking at these guys and maybe that's going to give me some flexibility when I go to my ultimate final roster picking these two guys both uh, playing power big power play minutes as well as a big regular shift so and and both of them do have interesting matchups I, I think Florida is a bit tougher for Gostas Bear but Faneuf certainly with this Sens has has a better matchup tonight I think with the visiting Colorado Avalanche all right those are those are the picks that we have on the blue line let's turn our attention to the Nets AJ and uh, take a look there and see at the top of the board, we have a few guys that are ahead of the pack uh, in the $9,300 range, $9,000 $9, range rather. We have Devin Dubnik at $9,200, Carey Price at 9300 and then Braden Holtby, maybe the highest price tag we've seen in a while in the Nets at $9,600. Are you playing or fading any of these three guys tonight?
3: Yeah, I, I sh- you know, we've both highlighted some Nashville guys tonight uh, that we think can have big performances. So for that end, if you want to use any of those guys, you're definitely going to want to fade Carey Price. Uh, it doesn't make sense to pick one guy on one side of the matchup and then the goalie on the other. And then Devin Dubnik, that Columbus, Minnesota matchup, it, it just scares me too much to, to play him. And so for me, it's Braden Holpe, even at that astronomical price tag, the Devils are th- third worst in the league in goals per game at 2.29 their last in the league in shots at 27.7 and hope hasn't lost a regular season or a contest in regulation uh, since january 16th when he got pulled so that's 11 0 and 1 in his last 12 appearances the price tag's high but in my opinion you have to fit them in tonight um, and that's where i think our rotowire lineup optimizer can really help you can go over there lock be in, and have the lineup optimizer help you figure out where to find some value to uh, fill out your lineup.
2: That's a great suggestion. We'll get into what the rotowire op- optimizer picks in a little bit, but great suggestion there, and maybe in line with some of the cheap defensemen that we highlighted gives you that flexibility. Let's drop it down uh, into the uh, high 8,000s. We've got a number of projected starters in this group. AJ, who do you like?
3: Uh, I got to start off with Martin Jones. He's coming off back-to-back wins in which he allowed just one goal on the night. Uh, They're going up against Vancouver, who are a weaker team. So at 8,900, I think he's a solid option there. The other guy I like here uh, is uh, Craig Anderson at 8,500, picking up that Colorado matchup. Now, we did talk about some of those Colorado guys being motivated to play. Um, so it is kind of a, a double edged sword. If you think those guys are going to do well, you definitely don't want to use Anderson. But the nice part is Craig Anderson's already been confirmed as a starter. He's the only one of the goalies uh, so far that's been confirmed. Uh, he's faced 30 plus shots in each of his last four games and come out with a 3-1-0 and record. So he's definitely hot. And should be able to perform well. And so, a definite uh, value 8,500 option, kind of mid range, rather than having to pay out, you know, kind of that top end number.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go the other way and talk about a couple of guys I might fade tonight in, in this range. De- Henrik Lundquist is a guy who's gotten really lit up the last two times out. And he faces the Boston Bruins at home, the Bruins. One of the hotter teams. All of a sudden, they've got their game in order. They're healthy, and uh, they could give the Rangers all all that and more tonight. So at home. So I think I'm going to stay away from that one, and I'm also going to stay away from uh, Freddie Anderson tonight. I'm afraid the Leafs are in for it uh, against the, the the Kings, and and I, I I just think that that's a team that's gearing up for the postseason. So a couple of guys in the, this group that I think I'm going to fade. Uh, looking at the matchups. AJ, what about taking us into the below the five, 8,500 mark? Are there guys here that you might be on for, for good value, perhaps?
3: Yeah, I, I definitely have to recommend, uh, before I give my value option, I'd shy away from Ryan Miller tonight. He's been pretty poor lately. Now, maybe that had something to do with trade rumors swirling about him as well, um, but I would definitely fade him tonight. Who I do like is Robin Lerner for 8,000. Now, I know I've been really down on Lerner for much of the year, but he's playing against Arizona and you have to pick and choose your spots. Even guys that you don't think are, the, are playing as well as they should or could, there are games in which you have to seriously consider using them. And I, I'll highlight again, he has not been great. He's given up 14 goals in his last three games. So, this is a purely matchup based suggestion, but this might be one time when you can use him and save on that goalie uh, cost
2: yeah and one guy who's got to get his game together is Roberto Luongo he's starting to come around a little bit uh, limiting opponents to two goals or less than two of his last three outings and I think he's a better goalie than what the Flyers offer on the other side of the ice in what otherwise could be a pretty evenly played game the Florida Panthers have the size to deal with the Flyers though and I'll give them an edge and that means Luongo might be a pretty attractive pick at 8300 I'll also add Thomas Grice, another visitor who goes into Dallas with their shaky goaltending. I give them a big edge in goal because Grice certainly has has responded to a little more of a workload down the stretch and and looks like a goalie of the future for the Islanders. And uh, he's averaged 19.3 points per game, which is one of the higher in this range. So I like that as well among the uh, expected starters. Definitely a fade for me is Corey Schneider. No surprise. He gets the caps on the other side of the ice for $8,200 he's priced accordingly Uh, not much is expected from him or them tonight in that matchup I love the call you made on Leonard in fact uh, it won't surprise you to note that uh, I pick him as my goalie of choice tonight overall on the board to give me some flexibility elsewhere and uh, why don't we look at that AJ as we look at our lineups and tell our tell the folks who we wind up with at each position beginning with the center position for you
3: yeah so I'm going to start off uh, I am going to use Ryan Johansson tonight for 6,500. I'm not too worried about the matchup against Montreal. And then Joe Thornton uh, for 5,300 as a way to capitalize against Vancouver there. Uh, so those are my two centers. Paul, what are you doing down the middle?
2: Well, Logan Couture, I got a good look at him the other night when the Leafs faced San Jose. And this guy is playing a lot of minutes on the power play. Very, very effective player. One of their core guys. And and card to corral most recently. So I I like him for $6,600. I also spoke at length about the matchup that Buffalo has tonight. Very favorable and a very influential piece. And when I'm looking at building my lineup this evening, so Ryan O'Reilly gets the nod as a frontline player for the Sabres for $6,100. He's going to be in for a big night, I think, against the lowly uh, Coyotes. You got four wingers for me, my friend.
3: I do, and I'm going to go two uh, solid uh, players and two more riskier plays. I'm, I'm setting up a, a couple of GPP contests tonight, uh, so I like uh, Hoffman for 6,500. He's been solid, uh, consistent, so I think he can continue doing that. Tanner Pearson for 5,900, another solid uh, rock of late, so I think that'll boost my, uh, my overall points uh, in those contests. And then my low ownership GPP guys are going to be Thomas Vanek for 4900 I talked about him fitting in well with Florida. And I think they can uh, maybe pop a couple against the, uh, against the weak net mining in, in Philadelphia. And then I am going to use Jerome Gimla for 3600 Went real value on this one. Uh, you'll see in a little bit where I spent. Uh, But I think that his new home in L.A. should be a good fit. He's going to be motivated. He heard everybody talking yesterday about how he's slow and old and how you have to fit him into the right setting. He's not deaf to those things out there. And so I think he's going to be motivated tonight to show everybody why the Kings were willing to go after him.
2: A.J., you picked two Kings in this range. My head says you you made good choices here. My heart says I hope you're wrong because they're facing (laughs) my club and we need the two points. But I like your calls there. Uh, I'm going to go with four wingers. No surprise. First one for me is Philip Forsberg, the hottest stick on the board. Uh, as I said, 10 goals in the last five games. You've got to love that and go with it in a matchup that's going to be front and center uh, in the early part of the slate tonight against Montreal. Uh, Kyle Pozo, another guy who fits that bill, a hot stick that's really rolling. He gets a much easier matchup and a much lower price tag for $6,200. So I probably should expect him to be more productive than Forsberg tonight. And that'd be fine with me, because I expect big games from both fellas. And then I highlighted with that crazy stat, Willie Nylander. And I'm going to go with it, uh, hoping the Leafs get some power play time against the Kings. And maybe that's where he lights it up, too. And uh, Justin Williams playing on the flank of Kuznetsov and avoiding probably their premier check and defense pairings, has a chance to continue his recent role for $5,200 as well. Uh, two defensemen are required. A- AJ, who do you have there?
3: So I did end up paying up for uh, Eric Carlson at 7100 I think he's just been too productive of, of late to pass up on. And then uh, Shattenkirk for 5500 I I just love, a, as much as it hates me, uh, as I hate it as a fan to see Shattenkirk with, <laughs> with the Capitals, I love it for... Uh, what his production numbers can be if you've got him in season long leagues you're riding high right now because you just got a serious upgrade by having the same player Uh, so I expect big things from him tonight so Carlson Shattenkirk that's my blue line Paul, how's your shakeout?
2: Well, if you go head-to-head, yours is way better than mine. But I've saved a ton of money here by going with Gostas, and Phaneuf. I highlighted that earlier for the reasons that I did. I'm pretty happy to get two guys that are getting a lot of power play time. enough, for his part, his next goal is going to put him in double digits for the year. He hasn't reached that plateau in a long time. And so that tells me that he's, uh, he's found his groove uh, and maybe found a comfort zone. He was miscast in Toronto as a first-line uh, defenseman but he's found a real niche there as a second line anchor and a power play factor partnered with Carlson much of the time so if your guy scores at $7,100 maybe my guy's feeding him at $4,600 i will take that and uh, Gostas Bear for his part part of a pretty dynamic Philadelphia team when they can get on the man advantage so I like that as well for that low price we'll round it out with our goalies you aren't going to surprise anybody with your pick
3: no, I had to. I had to go with Brayden Hopi at 9600. This is why Jerome McGinley is in my lineup to make <laughs> this possible. Uh, I just think he's been too good of late, uh, and the matchup is too good to pass up on. There, there was just no way I wasn't going to make sure to get him in. Uh, Paul, I I think you tipped your hat a little bit earlier, but uh, what do you want to say about your netminder tonight?
2: Well, I'm looking at the matchups, and that's what I do when I make my goalie picks. I mean, I could have saved maybe $1,600 somewhere else and gone with Holtby myself, and I might do that in a separate uh, play as well. But in my primary play, for our purposes here, I'm picking Robin Leonard of the Sabres. This is a team that, that really hasn't got much to play for the rest of the year. they faded out of the playoff race, but doesn't mean that you have to look at the matchups and say, what's, what are they offering on the other side? And uh, Arizona doesn't offer much. So uh, I'm pretty confident with that choice, looking for the W as you are as well, but saving $1,600 that I spend elsewhere, and we'll see who tops out. It's uh, different strategies for the two of us, and that's what's the beauty of this segment. AJ, the optimizer spits out a different lineup as well, in part, but uh, why don't you take us through it and see if we match up anywhere along the line?
3: Yeah, well, the lineup optimizer likes what you're selling there with Buffalo against Arizona. It's maximized the number of savers tonight, and that starts with Jack Eichel at 7,300 and Ryan O'Reilly. So both centers coming out of Buffalo, uh, O'Reilly 6,100. Then the optimizer is going to use Alexander Ovechkin tonight at 8,500, and the third saver Evander Kane for 56, uh, 5,700, excuse me. Uh, And then the other two wingers are going to be somewhat lesser uh, known options. Adrian Kempe of uh, the Kings. He's projected to be on the top line and he's only 3,200. So that's probably why the optimizer has him in there uh, taking advantage of that. Very, very discounted uh, first line option, even though he's somewhat of an unknown quantity. And then uh, Steven Gianta, actually for the Islanders, this probably related to that high over under with Dallas uh, as the matchup, even though he's a fourth line guy, he's just $3,000. So you can see where the optimizer is finding value in order to include a, a guy like Alexander Ovechkin in the lineup. Uh, and then the optimizer does like my Eric Carlson pick uh, paying up for him at 7,100. And it likes your Rasmus Ristelainen pick at 5,400. That's the, the fourth saver there. And then in goal, uh, the optimizer capitalizing on, on the Colorado matchup going with Craig Anderson for 8,500.
2: You know what? I like that lineup, except I'm a little bit concerned about the call on Kempi. I'm not sure that he's going to be playing first line minutes. If you look at, at our lineup, it has Kempy and Aginla as first line partners for Kopitar. Keep an eye on that as the day unfolds because uh if it's correct you've got a really good uh lineup option there with a contrarian pick a tournament play on the first unit but make sure that that happens and it's a good tip for everybody to roll back through the rotowire lineups which we highlight and update on a daily basis aj and i are in fact part of that team that works so hard on getting it right all day long currently we show them as a the first liner but make sure that that's the case folks and uh, yeah and are-
3: i'll mention too paul uh, sorry to cut ahead. you off there but Wanted to just throw out that, you know, if that changes, the optimizer is going to give uh, a different lineup as well. So if Kempy gets dropped to say a third line roll, the optimizer is probably not going to be as high on him either. So it's important to not only check back on the other aspects of the site, but check back on the optimizer as well, as that can change throughout the day due to injuries line changes, all number of factors.
2: Very good point. And we also want to give our thanks to our sponsors at FanDuel with a reminder that baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free month, six-month subscription on Rotowire. Go to fanduel.com slash rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user. In order to be eligible, users may only establish one account on FanDuel And that's fanduel.com slash rotowire. AJ, you and I are going to be very focused on reviewing the trade deadline on our next PuckCast episode on Tuesday of next week. But there were some teams that I think did well yesterday. Who do you think came out on top in the trading bonanza?
3: Yeah, well, I think the leader here has to be Washington. And it actually was a deal that they made uh, a day before the uh, deadline. Getting Shattenkirk on there is just a huge pickup. He was kind of the biggest chip out there. Uh, And they got him at at a decent price. I mean, they definitely had to pay for him, but um, that's definitely a win now organization. I like all the draft picks Arizona was kind of able to compile. I did expect them to move vibrata. I'm a little surprised they couldn't convince Doan to maybe lift that no trade clause to go to a contender. But even with those guys still there, um, that's a a, a solid um, haul for them. And then lastly, Tampa Bay made some pretty shrewd moves. Uh, they they got Bishop out of there. They were going to lose him at the end of the year. They got somebody to take that Philpula contract and were able to compile some picks, even uh, flipping Mark Streit same day after bringing him in.
2: You know what, AJ? I have to tip my hat to Steve Eisenman once again. About a year ago, when I was doing these podcasts, I, I said, this team is headed for cap jail like nobody's business. I can't believe the contract situations that they have, were facing. And now they've given themselves, with the departure of Bishop and Philpola, even more money to deal with the likes of Kuchera and Johnson that they have to sign. And they're going to be able to do it now with all the flexibility that he's given for them. He's pulled it off in, in a masterful way, too, even accumulating some draft picks. I have to tell you, if there's a vote for an executive of the year, looking at what he's been able to accomplish, he's the runaway winner for me uh, over what he's done. Um, uh, there were some teams, though, on the, on the flip side that disappointed with what they were not able to do at the deadline.
3: Yeah, for me, it's, it's actually, as you said, the teams that didn't do anything. I mean, Buffalo uh, was expected to move. Uh, guys like Kulikov and Franson, they're both still there. Uh, This is a program in the midst, uh, at least a retooling, if not a rebuild and not being able to secure some more uh, uh, draft picks is definitely going to hurt that effort. And then we're on different sides of this, but I don't, uh, I don't love that Colorado didn't really do anything. Uh, They've got Duchesne and Landeskog there. They're obviously confident that they can retool around that young group. I think they're in more need of a rebuild. This has been uh, a point of contention between the, the two of us for much of the year. We've got our dollar and our loony in on this one to see what happens. Um, but for me, I think Colorado didn't do well by, by doing nothing
2: yeah I'm going to stay by my position and that bet is still on but I agree with you that the Sabres missed an opportunity to dump a couple of these defensemen who could be helpful guys that both of them have some offensive skill and a big size that a lot of teams should have been looking for but maybe Buffalo is just asking for too much at the end of the day they're going to lose these guys for nothing and that's, that's again a slam against a, a rebuild that at one point was compared to the Leafs but boy the Toronto club has done it the right way the Sabres have made some mistakes along the way these are two more that you can add to the list. So uh, again, we remind you to, to take a look for us on Tuesday with the next podcast uh, with Statsman and AJ episode where we break down all the deals that went down. There weren't a lot of big names, but we're certainly going to th- go through them and any lineup adjustments that we forecast. But that's it. That's all in our breakdown of the best FanDuel plays for tonight's 10 game schedule on the nhl board for me paul bruno who you can follow at statsman 22 and aj schultz who's a great follow at aj Scholz 24 we encourage you to send your fantasy hockey questions to us as we said and we'll do our best to respond quickly and we look forward to that tuesday podcast with a full review of the news and notes from around the nhl so long everybody